And welcome back to another episode of The Last Take. We have another guest here with you today, but it's not another one. It's the same guest we had before. Blake, welcome back to the show. Uh, Mark couldn't be here with us today. He had he had some homework that he wanted to do. And he's also just coming back from Wisconsin. Yeah, I said, we, 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 we just had fall break this past Monday, Tuesday. So he's just g- getting relaxed and settled in and stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right, just going to quick quickly recap here. Uh, Nebraska had a very rough loss against Purdue. Trey Palmer went off. Dylan, what are your thoughts about that? I want to necessarily say it was a rough loss. We came back in that game. We fought back. We just fought the entire game. Trey Palmer, absolute dog. He should be the front runner for the Blitnikoff this year. I mean, obviously, it's because he's leading the country in yards now. Yep. And um, offensive line, oh, my God. <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm going to say. That was awful. Awful, yeah. awful, awful. That was probably the worst performance from the offensive line. And they were saying they were doing better. I think we've that was the worst we've looked. Yeah, I'm surprised our run game did not get established at all. And I think that's one thing that I was looking forward to um, this game because we've worked on it all season, running up the gut, running up the gut, running up the gut. I mean, almost every game we've worked on that. And to have it be a non-factor, I think that really shut us down to just only those deep passes. Thank God for Trey Palmer, who you can just throw down there and like screw it. He's down there somewhere, and he was down there. I mean, so. the, the, took care the that. Mahomes like Hill meme, where it's like, screw it, Trey Palmer's down there somewhere. Just throw. I it mean, up. really, this that's a college version of it right here. I mean, Trey Palmer leading the country in receiving yards is huge, and he definitely was a big factor. And then he also got a receiving record at Nebraska. So yeah, he's the first player in like a century, this century, to get like. Uh, more than 100 yards receiving and more than 50 yards like on the ground or something like that. Something mm-hmm. like crazy like that. And, I mean, Purdue's defense was kind of bad. Yeah. I mean, their safeties could not handle our receivers, which is a good sign because we've been waiting all year to use Trey Palmer the correct way. And I think we now know, and now we're going to cause teams to have to study on how to guard Trey Palmer because Trey Palmer just, Purdue blew coverage every single time. They could not keep up so I was very impressed with that offense the offensive line was awful running was you know we we saw that it was not good defense yeah D-line oh was not gosh. that impressive yeah no pressure Aiden mm-hmm. O'Connell was not pressured like at all I don't understand you play two great games with Rutgers and Indiana you know keep them to scoring only 28 points in the second half um, and then you go to this game, I was really thinking our defense would be solid, like we could lean on them. And then it goes back to the way the Georgia Southern game was, where, you know, it was just a dogfight the entire game, really. I mean, uh, we were behind quite a bit, but, you know. I mean, yeah, you take that into consideration, but also this is Purdue we're talking about. Like, True. Purdue is mm-hmm. always this one team that goes probably, I don't know, 7-5, and 8-4 and four every year. Mm-hmm. But they always find ways to win games. Yep. Like they struggled early in the year. They were one and two, losing to Syracuse at the beginning they of the year. Lost, yeah, and they haven't lost. So they just find ways to win games. And that's what Purdue does. I mean, very last in the fourth quarter, fourth down and like two, we had a chance to stop them. I mean, we had their receivers locked down. But Aiden O'Connell just stepped up and made a Aiden O'Connell play. So he had his best game of the year. Yep, he did by far. So say, Charlie, what are your thoughts? You've been kind of quiet on this part. Yeah, so I didn't watch the game. Uh, as I was saying, I was at the uh, Arizona Washington game this Saturday. I was back home uh, in Seattle for fall break, but uh, just you know, kind of watched a little bit of the highlights and looking at the stats here. You were just talking about Trey Palmer uh, and how the run game wasn't getting established. Well, Trey Palmer. Let's 
led the team in rushing yards. He had the one yeah, carry for on the 60 carry. yards. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's not really a good sign when you look at it uh, for the run game. And then Casey Thompson, over 350 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, but the team, when you look, down, they were down 27-10 to 10 late in the first half. So good to see the game not get out of hand there. They got uh, three there at the end of the half, and then second half just kept fighting there, but eventually just could not stop Purdue's offense. Over 600 total yards of offense for the Boilermakers. Uh, controlled a lot of the possession as well. Their offense was on the field for almost 43 minutes during this game. So, But like you guys said, Purdue's a good team going on the road, especially um, never easy to win there. You know, you see teams, Ohio State went there a couple years ago, lost. Purdue went to Iowa uh, when I think they were like number two or three last year. They hosted but, Michigan State last year. and they when Michigan they were State. That's right, when they were undefeated right after they had already, they had just beat Michigan. So, you know, they're always a tough team. And we were talking about that a little last week. You, you know, we were looking at their losses. Penn State and Syracuse, that's two good teams. Um, mm-hmm. And they put up a good fight against both. So uh, definitely see Purdue uh, here. I mean, 5-2, and two, just almost bowl eligible already. And I'm sure they'll win a couple more this season. Uh, haven't really looked at their schedule. But tough, tough loss on the road. But hopefully uh, got the bye week here and then got a good Illinois team coming in uh, next week or the week after. So hopefully we can bounce back here. Okay, so we mentioned last week that it was officially halfway point of the college football season. We are entering week seven, which means the season is a little over halfway done. Here we're going to get a little bit of our Heisman frontrunners and possibly playoff predictions as we get a little more realistic view of how the college football playoff is. Blake, what are your Heisman frontrunners and the college football playoff picks? Um, well, you know, Tennessee had a strong performance. That game was wild down to the last second, of course. Um, the little Rocky Tops, they uh, they won that game in Tennessee. So Hendon Hooker, their QB, um, is looking really strong. And he, I've been looking at a lot of, like, the sports betting um, outlooks of uh, who are the Heisman frontrunners. And him and C.J. Stroud are, have been the most notable top two. I have to say that uh, C.J. Stroud and Hendon Hooker are, are my top two. And then Blake Corm, it depends on really how Michigan uh, finishes out their uh, season, but Blake Corms also looks strong. Caleb Williams, that tough loss against uh, Utah, probably hurt his stock just a little bit. And same with Bryce Young, but uh, Blake Corum, CJ Stroud, Hendon Hooker are kind of, you know, the top three that I'm looking at. Um, CJ Stroud, I feel like he could, he's probably my number one right now. Yeah, I agree. I think Hendon Hooker and C.J. Stroud, are, they're my top two as well. Um, I've been saying it since the start of this season. You know, I never really saw Hendon Hooker becoming a Heisman candidate, but when you watched him take over the Tennessee offense last year, uh, originally they had Joe Milton as the quarterback uh, transfer from Michigan, and then just, you know, it wasn't working out. They bring in Hendon Hooker, and you just see the offense change. Tennessee last year, I believe they went uh, finished the season seven and five and then had a tough loss to Purdue to Purdue uh and that was I remember there was a pretty awful call in that game if I remember correctly in overtime that really uh was unfortunate for Tennessee but you know they had a good team last year lost to the to the big dogs Alabama Georgia uh I think they had a good win over Kentucky so they but I mean this year I'm just blown away with how good they look uh huge win this week against Alabama and now you know number three in the country they'll have to go to Georgia in a couple weeks but I think Tennessee uh is in a good spot 
the problem is they're in the East, so if they lose to Georgia, they won't be going to the SEC championship game most likely. Um, and as we, I think we saw it with A&M a couple of years ago, since they were in the same division as Bama, they lost only one game, didn't have a chance to play conference championship weekend, and were left out as number five. So kind of tough. Usually we see Bama and Georgia, but uh, in the playoff opposite divisions. But it'll be interesting this year. A lot of good teams in the SEC, I think, when you look at it, Alabama or Georgia should be in a good spot if they beat Tennessee. I think Alabama's in a good spot if they they'll have to win out, but if they can get to the SEC championship, they'll have a chance. But tough to say right now. And then I think as far as playoff can other playoff contenders go, I think you, you have to look at Ohio State and the Big Ten. They I think they're going to win out uh, and beat Michigan this year after losing last year, but I think they'll have a good spot, a good chance as well. Other conferences, uh, TCU, I guess, if they went out, could could have a shot at it. So it's going to be interesting. We were we were just talking a little bit ago about maybe three SEC teams. That's never happened before, but I think we're just going to have to see how this all plays out here in the coming weeks. If three SEC teams come into the college football playoff, it officially determines that there is a problem with this format that we have. So that's why we're going to a 12 format in 2026, which is probably a good thing. And also people have to remember, it's not just the top 12 teams. It's six conference championships with six at-large bids. So we'll see that at our senior years, actually. We'll see that come into play. But... Uh, for my Heisman favorites, Hennon Hooker is one of them. Also, uh, Caleb Williams has been playing pretty pretty good this year. They had a loss to Utah on the road as well. But, I mean, he's throw- he's had a pretty astounding season so far. I think he's kind of flying under the radar, that little Heisman sleeper, sort of say. He's in the top five in all of the bids and stuff like that. Not a lot of talk like Hennon Hooker and C.J. Stroud. But C.J. Stroud's definitely a possibility. I mean... I see him winning it over Hendon Hooker at the end of the year because one, Ohio State will probably beat Michigan, and two, I can't guarantee you Tennessee is going to beat Georgia or Alabama if they meet up in the NFC Championship game again. So those are mine. Uh, the college football playoff, though, I mean, it's really tough. It's really, really tough. You got Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, if the playoffs were today. But if you look at it, you know, uh, Michigan will slide down after losing to Ohio State depending on how Georgia, Tennessee, and the SC Championship kick goes. Ole Miss is in a pretty good spot, staying at 7. And if they beat Bama, you know, that secures a spot in the SEC Championship with a date with Georgia and Tennessee. But I like Oregon, too, that they could be in. They're sitting at 10 right now with Michigan sliding down and then Ole Miss or Bama, Tennessee or Georgia, they would possibly slide down. I don't think they'll slide down that far. But Oregon is a potential sleeper. I don't think TCU is going to quite make it this year in the Big 12. Big 12 is pretty good. They're pretty stinking good because you got them, Kansas State, Texas, Oklahoma State, just a lot of good teams in that one. But I think those are my final four. Yeah, I mean, I just just kind of seems like in the Big 12, those teams are just going to beat each other up and everyone's going to end up with one or two losses at least. So, Which is how it played out uh, last season. Um, That's right. Screwed Oklahoma over there. Um, Ohio State ended up picking that win in the the, did they lose the Big Ten, Big Twelve championship game? No, say it was Oklahoma State Oklahoma and Baylor State. lost to yep. Baylor. Yeah, yep. yeah, that kind of screwed Oklahoma State's uh, chance to make. Say the their lone loss was against Iowa State, and then their potential 
favorites. All they had to do was win the game, and they fell short on fourth and goal. Yep. So I think that's what you're looking at uh, if you're looking for three SC, a path for three SEC teams to make it. I think in the Pac-12, I mean, right now UCLA is the highest-ranked Pac-12 team at number nine, which is just crazy to me. Uh, I mean, they're six and zero. Can't really say much, but after watching them uh, narrowly beat South Alabama a couple weeks ago, didn't really see this happening. But got to give them credit. Beat Washington uh, and then beat Utah as well. They'll have a tough game this week. So I. I don't know about the Pac-12. I think, like you said, Anthony, Oregon probably right now has the best chance if they went out. But still, uh, when you look at all the teams above them right now undefeated, I mean, are you taking a one-loss Tennessee or a one-loss conference champion in Oregon? So just, you know, that's going to be the type of debate. But you got to remember, though, Oregon only lost to Georgia when Georgia was actually relevant at that time. Well, yep. I'm saying probably Georgia Tennessee. Is Tennessee. Georgia is still technically relevant. Well, they're still relevant, but when they played Oregon, though, like, I mean, they have having some struggles. They squeaked by a win against Mizzou. But and Kent State. And Kent State. So Oregon is looking better than Georgia in my mind right now. Yeah, I mean, I just think if you have if you have Tennessee and Oregon both sitting there with one loss, both to Georgia, let's say Tennessee loses close, Oregon, uh, they got blown out, but then Oregon would also have uh, they would have that Pac-12. So it's, it's just, tough it's because be a tough, because then Tennessee beat Alabama, so that's another thing that everyone's right. going to consider. Yeah, it's going to you know those are the types of conversations I think a lot of people are going to be having here. And then I guess I didn't even think about Clemson. We didn't even talk, but they they could win out easily, right? Yeah, I mean I, they've got. Their toughest game uh, to go is this week, I think, unless they play like anybody else. I mean, the ACC. I say because they pretty much who they're gonna play in the ACC championship. Like, I mean, yeah. they got knocked. They knocked out everyone. They got Wake Forest out of the way. They have Florida NC State, State out of too. NC was... State. They got everybody out of the way. So I'm just thinking about now. Also, I guess. So I'm, let's just say Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson all went out. They're all in. Mm-hmm. So then. As the fourth team, you're looking at, let's say, Tennessee loses to Georgia and Alabama. Oh, I guess that because they would have lost to Georgia. Yeah, in that situation. So they'd be out with two losses. So then, yeah, you're looking really at Tennessee and I guess Oregon and maybe TCU as that fourth team. So yeah, but throwing Oklahoma State in there if they if they went out. So yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a dogfight down there. Um, and you know, we could see the first ever. I don't I don't know how possible it is, but I'm just saying slight possibility. You know, one lost teams making it in. So obviously that's for that fourth spot. Now what if you know what if Georgia loses uh, to Tennessee? Um, and Tennessee loses some random game because I'm getting the SEC. There are those close games. You know, Florida and Alabama last year was a really close game, and Alabama could have lost that game. So, I mean, I don't think any spot is secure. I think Ohio State actually has the easiest track right now to enter in it in the playoffs um, undefeated. I think they're probably going to beat Michigan this year. Last year, Michigan just had uh, energy that they haven't seen since, heck, 1997. So, but anyways... uh, Ohio State, I think they have one of the clearest paths. Clemson, you know, again, they got a good path. Yep, it, it's it's kind of weird right now. I, I I feel like you know Georgia and Ohio State are your two front runners, but other than that, I mean, it's kind of a dogfight back there. And this year has kind of been a little bit surprising, a little bit hard to pick up a team who you think will make it in because you Seems know like there's more teams this yeah, year. Yeah, a lot of there's like teams getting on hot streaks and then they yeah. cool down. You know, especially at the beginning of the year when you saw some teams that weren't even as good and then they end up losing like that. You know, that Oregon game. They lost to Georgia, which, I mean, you know, you can't discredit it's, that. It's still a good loss. Yeah, it's a good loss. So, I mean, they weren't expected to win. They were like 20-point underdogs mm-hmm. anyways. So, going into that. 
right. I still haven't made my Heisman stuff and all that. So um, my Heisman front runners, I mean, they're, they're the usual Hennon Hooker, CJ Stroud. I think CJ Stroud is my front runner, like number one, 300 yards a game. He, he's just outright looked the best player in the country. 24 touchdowns to three interceptions. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to not uh, overlook that. Hennon Hooker is easy too. Hennon Hooker has looked really good this year. Only thrown one pick, and that was against Alabama. To be fair, so I mean Alabama, Alabama still Alabama. So that's a good win for Tennessee. And just okay, so you can't overlook Caleb Williams because he still have like you said, he's still having a good year. Blake Corum, dude, is the best running back in the country by far right now. That could change by the end I of the year. You he, never know. Blake Corum, he's possibly the darkest sleeper for the Heisman favorite. Like, yeah. I, I could I, say I, you I throw Max Duggan in there, but that's just Max some, that's Duggan. Just some bias. Uh, we'll, we'll see Max uh, Duggan later on. Also. And also, Cam, or, um, Cam Rising. Cam Rising, yeah, Cam Rising. Watch out for him. He's he's having. Say he's getting. He's, he's only thrown picks. Th- he's only thrown three picks this year. Eighteen touchdowns. So it's not bad for him. So just look out for those. But yeah, Hennon Hooker and C.J. Stroud are the easy front runners. I hate when they say Stenson Bennett is in the Heisman race. He's not. Yeah, he's I not think, that good. I think that's died down a little since the start of the season. It's just. Yeah, I think it's that. more anything. It's this the uh, surrounding talent that he has. I mean, yeah. Brock Bowers. He's another. I want to say he's not of course, he, but he's up there. So. I mean, he's probably like on the bottom of the list. He's the definitely dude's a wide receiver. He's yeah, not a tight end. I don't. <laughs> I hate when they say they're a tight. He's a tight end. So. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. So Hedden Hooker and C.J. Stroud. So my playoff contenders can't count out like Alabama. Still, they still have a shot. I mean, they're only number six. I mean, a lot of things could happen. We could see a you know Tennessee team lose to Georgia. Tennessee might fall out. Like we've already stuff we've already talked about pretty much. But I think Tennessee is going to beat Georgia. That's just my opinion. I know that's still it's still a tough game, and that's still a couple weeks away. I think Alabama could lose again too. They have Ole Miss on the schedule. That's not going to be an easy game. I think. I think just my final picks. I think Ohio State's number one. I mean, they're they're the best team in the country, in my opinion. I agree with that. I guarantee. I haven't seen anything that wouldn't say anything anything against that. I mean, they're more complete team this year. You can see. You can say their strength or schedule, but. They still have a lot of tough games up ahead. They still have to play. Um, they still got to play Michigan and Penn State. Penn State, I mean, and they destroyed Michigan. I know Michigan State isn't good, but and then they beat Notre Dame, which is still not a tough. That's still a tough game, regardless. But um, Ohio State's number one, number two. I'm gonna say Clemson. I don't see them losing again. I, I, I can't. I don't see them. The only week I really see them losing is this is this week. week. This week, and that's the only chance I really see that. Tennessee's number three. They're gonna stay there. I think they're gonna beat Georgia. So you think, are you saying they'll end the season at three or right now they're number three? No, right now. Oh, okay. Because right I was going to say, if they win out, they're going to be one because... Maybe. I think Ohio State. I think well, the best so they can get is two. Here's cause... what I wanted to bring up quickly. Sorry, but I, I just think... Can I just finish making my Yeah, 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 yeah. Fin- <laughs> <laughs> number four. <laughs> All right, so number one, Ohio State. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Tennessee. Number four, I think it's... <laughs> this one's really tough because I don't really know. Probably... <laughs> I'll probably just say Oregon. I think Oregon has a shot. I don't know. I just don't know who four is going to be. So just put down either a Pac-12 or a Big 12 team, in my opinion. One of those two. All right. That is definitely a that's definitely a choice of teams. But I think. But as we mentioned earlier, Anything. there's a lot of teams out there. You just don't know how the season's going to play. 
So we'll just have to wait these upcoming weeks and then figure it out. So I think just one thing quickly, the, when you look at Tennessee and Ohio State, to me, it actually reminds me a lot of LSU's team in 2019 because of all the ranked wins um, that LSU had that I think at the end of the day, uh, I, th- I think it was the last last day on selection, uh, the selection show where they LSU jumped Ohio State at the end of the season because of another uh, win over a ranked opponent. And so I think if Tennessee wins out, they would go on the road, they'd beat Georgia, and then they would also beat, um, if, if they were to win out, probably Alabama in the SEC championship, which I think would probably be enough to put them over Ohio State just based on that. But I think those two teams might be if if they went out those those two teams that'd be a good conversation at the end of the season. So you say, never know. Yeah, so you never know. Once again, there's just tons of football left to go. So many scenarios that could happen, but it's the thrill of college football. You just never know until it happens. So this concludes our beginning segment. We will now get into the pick'em list. You are now listening to the first take right here. All right, welcome back to the last take. So first, before we get into the pickems, we're going to go over the standings like we normally do. So it was a rough week for Mark, Charlie, and Anthony, but all three of them only got three right, and I got five. So currently the standings are I'm in first with 43. Charlie and Anthony are tied for second with 37. And Mark is at 33. So it's, I mean, it's still I mean, anybody's ball Okay, game. but to be fair, we only picked eight games last week. So yeah, and I got I got really lucky. <laughs> like I say with, with USC, U- USC and Utah, and USC Utah. I got Utah right, and then that was just completely random. That was like in the moment I made that pick, mm. and then uh, we got me and Charlie got lucky with TCU, and then and we got lucky with Tennessee. I somehow got Syracuse right. So yeah, so this is a lot of things that went that way. But um, so the first game uh, is number twenty-one Cincinnati's going on the road to SMU. What do you think of that, Blake? Um, I like Cincinnati. Um, they're not the same team as they were last year, but I mean they are still ranked number twenty-first in the country. So I mean that is worth something. Um, SMU. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, they're kind of one of those teams that uh, kind of flies under the radar sometimes, kind of like along the lines of like a Memphis, you know, SMU. They have a name to themselves. So I don't know. I'm just going to have to go with Cincinnati for that one. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Cincinnati, like you said, not the same team at all. They lost a lot, including their quarterback, corners, they receivers. Just, receivers. They just lost a lot of things. But but they're still a good team. They, they are still ranked. I'll take Cincinnati. Um, just look out for SMU. They're still pretty good. Tanner Mordecai is a good quarterback. He had a good play last week, even though they lost Avedita something. But I don't know. Did they play UCF last week? They no. played, um, they played uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, never mind. But, uh, yeah, so it was – you can't count SMU out like you said, but I think Cincinnati is just going to win this game. I'm going to do Mark's picks as well because Mark is not with us here. Rest but peace. I sound like he, I sound like he's saying he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead. He's not with us. <laughs> he's busy doing other things. But I agree with everyone else. I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this one. I feel like you – SMU, um, they've had a bit of a str- – <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. 
But SMU has kind of had a struggling year. They lost to Maryland, Purdue, and then UCF, all of which are pretty decent teams. But, I mean, they beat Navy by seven, which is not an impressive win, I'd say. So Cincinnati's just the better team overall. SMU is still on the struggle train, I feel like, so give me the Bearcats. Okay, I kind of already know where this is going. Go Charlie, you like SMU? I'm going to take SMU. <laughs> yeah. Uh, almost 500 total yards of, averaging almost 500 total yards of offense a game. Uh, put up uh, good good fights against Maryland and TCU, uh, two uh, pretty good teams. And then against UCF, obviously didn't play well there. But I'm going to I'm gonna pick him to pick up a big win at home against number 21 Cincinnati this week. Mark also agrees, by the way. He's going with Cincinnati in this one. So he agrees with you guys. Yeah, he agrees yeah, with okay. us. Yeah. Yeah. So... If we went by the ESPN pick I'm here, we would be doing Toledo versus Buffalo. But, you know, that game doesn't really matter. And there's also a game they left out. Syracuse ranked in the top 15, right? No, top. They're in top 15 now. Top 15. Jeez. Uh, (laughs) No, so they're going on the road to Clemson. What do you got there, Charlie? Yeah, so I said if Syracuse wins, they, you know, who knows what could happen with them still being undefeated, but I don't think they're going to. I like Clemson at home. Uh, right now, you know, just rolling along number five in the country. Uh, DJ, 17 touchdowns, only two interceptions. Offense uh, looks better than they did last year, I think. Um, and then the defense, they are uh, allowing over 300 uh, yards a game this this year, but I picked against I picked against Clemson. I picked against them last week uh, when they were at Florida State, but picked up another good win there. Syracuse, on the other hand, coming off a pretty impressive win over NC State, twenty four to nine. But two undefeated teams here could be a good game. But I like Clemson at home. I got to disagree with you there, Charlie. Um, I Clemson, their strength schedule isn't that great. Wake Forest, they uh, only beat. 51 to 45 and then NC State I don't know if they're actually as good as what they were ranked um, but not. yeah obviously now um, I think that this could be one of those upset games because you gotta look at you know over the course of an entire season there's always those few games that define a season and I think this can be one of the ones for Clemson because I mean the rest of their games are Notre Dame Louisville Miami South Carolina all those teams aren't strong at all I think Syracuse could be riding some good good momentum and I think momentum can take them a long way so I like Syracuse for this one uh yeah not so fast I'm sorry <laughs> I, I have to take Clemson this game would have been different if this was at the Carrier Dome or whatever it's called now JMA Wireless this would have been different if this was at Syracuse I'd almost want to pick Syracuse I I can't Clemson they're just they're just the overall better team it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if Syracuse keeps it close but I I, I can't see Clemson losing this I think Clemson's gonna use this as one one more win and then they just go right through the season and go undefeated the rest of the year so yeah I got Clemson Somewhat big. Because this is tough for me because last week I picked Syracuse over NC State and they miraculously won that. That kind of wakes some people up to see that Syracuse is actually a pretty good team. But, I mean, this is Clemson at Death Valley. It's an 11 o'clock game, so it's pretty early. You know Dabo's going to be pretty hyped for this. But the the spread right now is 13.5. I'm going with Syracuse on that end. I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people say it is. But I just got to go with Clemson. I mean... Better team. It's in Death Valley. There's no explanation for that. Who has Mar- who? Mark has. Uh, that is waiting for confirmation. So 
I have a feeling he's going to go with Syracuse because he doesn't like Clemson, but I think Clemson's also the better team. So we we'll let you know next week. <laughs> I say we'll we'll get you we'll get you there. All right. So next one, it's somewhat of a bigger bigger game, I guess. Uh, number seven Ole Miss is going on the road into the other Death Valley to take on the LSU Tigers. Who you got, uh, Charlie? Uh yeah. So Ole Miss undefeated right now. Look looking pretty good. Beat Auburn. Beat Kentucky. Um, but just. I think we're just kind of waiting, or I've been waiting for that Alabama game. I kind of overlooked this one a little bit. LSU, a couple of went, uh, they went to the Swamp and won this past weekend. They also have a win in Auburn and then a tough loss to Tennessee. This is kind of a tough one, actually, for me to pick. Uh, I think I'm going to go with LSU at home in this one, actually, um, and knock off Ole Miss. I was originally thinking Ole Miss would be undefeated going into the Alabama game, but I'm going to take LSU in this one. All right. I'm going to take Ole Miss. Um, nothing against LSU, but I just think Ole Miss, they've looked really good. They had an impressive win over Auburn last week. Good performance from all around from their team. Judkins is having an incredible year, or a pretty good year. I mean, it's been the year of the running back, it feels like. A lot of running backs are doing really good. Blake Corum, Chase Brown. I consider both running backs from Ole Miss having really good years. It was kind of surprising with Judkins being the uh, the best running back on that team. Everyone was thinking Zach Evans would be the transfer from TCU. I I, I just have a feeling I think they can go into Death Valley and get uh, pull out the W and maybe be undefeated. They still have another tough game before uh, Alabama. They got on the road in College Station. This is this would be tough, but I really think Ole Miss will sneak out of Death Valley with a W. So you mentioned uh, Judkins, Quinshawn Judkins, and then Zach Evans. Only about 115 yards separating with Judkins having 720, and then Zach Evans with 605. It's a pr- This is a pretty close game overall because you're talking about Ole Miss, who if they win this game, it's better motivation for College Station, and then with College Station, then comes Bama, right? So this is a much, much win need for Ole Miss. LSU is still a pretty... I say they're I say they're good at least. They're not pretty good, but they're better than decent, so they're a good rating. But I don't know. It's it's just really tough for me. I know I picked I have picked LSU and I've picked against them because it kind of hurts me because I was a big LSU college football fan or I still am. But I'm gonna go with Ole Miss in this one. I just think they're the better team overall, and I don't know. Death Valley will support, but Ole Miss is gonna come by kind of like what they did in Kentucky. Except that was a home game. Yeah, if this was a night game, I'd pick LSU. For sure, for sure. It's a 2.30 kickoff on CBS. It's the CBS, it's the CBS like, it's the CBS time. The CBS SEC game of the week. Yeah, but yeah, if this was a night game, it would have been different. Go ahead, uh, Blake. I'm going to agree with both you guys. Uh, Ole Miss, I like them. LSU, you know, last year they were just not really that competitive at all. I mean, what a nightmare of a season for them that ended up turning out to be. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, uh, Anthony. No, I'm just looking at Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll be rooting for LSU and um, SMU this weekend. <laughs> but anyways, with uh, LSU, I don't know. Um, they have looked really competitive this year, um, and I think that is a big turnaround from how they were uh, last year. But Ole Miss, I'm liking them, them and Lane Kiffin. I think they'll uh, pull out the win, but it's going to be a close one. Uh, you know, there's a few games this weekend uh, in the SEC that are just like going to be your wins that go back and forth and kind of have a high scoring, just like the Tennessee Alabama game. And I think this is another one of those. Um, but I like Ole Miss. All right. So, say so Mark also picked Ole Miss in this one. Okay. So it's literally f- <laughs> four on one on that one. All right. So 
The next one, this is the game of the week for college football. So Yeah, game day will be game there. Game day will be there. Right. Number nine, UCLA. That's I can't believe I'm saying that, like yeah. you said earlier. Is going on the road into Eugene to take on number ten Oregon. Uh I'll go ahead and go first. I got the Ducks. I, th- I think they're just the better team. I know UCLA has some impressive wins. They have a win over Washington. No. Who did yep, they- Washington. Yeah, Washington. I don't know why. 40-32. Yeah, so they beat Washington. They beat Utah. That's not an easy win. And But they had those close lo- close wins. Like, they shouldn't have beat South Alabama. But whatever. I just think Oregon's just the better team overall. Bo Nix is having a good year. I, I just I, I can't see. I can see UCLA winning. But I think just it's at home for Oregon, that hostile environment. I, I got Oregon. Let's say that this one, Mark is going against. He's saying the Bruins of UCLA. So, oh, we see that fist bump. We see that <laughs> fist bump, Charlie. <laughs> but like you mentioned earlier, Oregon is just the better team. Uh, I, I just said earlier that they're a potential playoff team and they can try and win it out. But they still have some tough games like this one this week. So... I mean, Bo Nix is having pretty, pretty good year. I mean, in my eyes, if Oregon could get up there in the top five, maybe, who knows? You could be talking Heisman, but obviously, Heisman's a whole different level. I don't know. That's just how I see it, because obviously, he's the quarterback for one of the best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. That's how the Heisman's normally been. I mean, Oregon's having a pretty solid year. I mean, right now they're having 512 total yards of offense and only allowing 373. The run game, they're going to shut it down completely. They're secondary kind of worried about with 275 passing yards. But as long as Bo Nix takes care of the ball and they get their run game going, Oregon's going to control this one. I'm going with Oregon as well. I think they're going to win big. Um, I think this will be a pretty high-scoring game. But like you said, if Bo Nix just doesn't turn the ball over, they should be in good shape. Uh, I guess they. when you look at UCLA, two really uh, good wins the last couple weeks. And then I would say Oregon beating BYU. I guess that win looked a lot better at the time than it does now. But can't say anything really bad about Oregon as well. They just keep winning ever since that opening loss to Georgia. So I think they'll win this one this is kind of I feel like this will be one of those games like 49 35 or something like that but I guess that's not like winning big 14 they'll win by double digits at least though yeah Uh, so Oregon I don't know I don't know if I really like both these teams UCLA undefeated Oregon uh, having one loss but that one loss being really significant in Georgia but that was their first game of the season so I think that's a thing to note I just don't know how good these teams actually are Um, looking at both their schedules I mean uh, UCLA's win over Washington and uh, Utah are, I'd say, pretty important. Um, that Utah win, 42-32, and then that Washington win, like I said earlier, 40-32. Those are two impressive wins. Um, Arizona, Stanford, Washington State, BYU, teams that all Oregon has beat. I really don't know. This is one that I think, again, will be a double-digit uh, lead, like you said, Charlie. Um, but i got to go with UCLA. I kind of like... Uh, they're undefeated. Oregon, could they be uh, due to lay another egg like Georgia? I don't know. Would that be to UCLA? I don't think so. But, you know, when you have a game like that, that kind of just scares you because it could happen again later in the season. So I'd say just a key thing to mention here, both these offens- offenses are really, really good. Mm-hmm. They're both averaging more than 500 yards a game. And they're putting up 42 points a game. Yeah, it's... so. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Defenses haven't been great on both sides. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, yards-wise allowed. So, 
But you never know. Anything can happen in college football, and we've really seen that this year already. So the next game, number 20 Texas coming off a hard-fought victory over Iowa State when they won by three, goes on the road to Boone Pickens Stadium to take on a Oklahoma State team who had their first loss of the year last year. Go ahead, go go first, Anthony. So I picked Oklahoma State last week against TCU. Should have won that game, but Oklahoma State choked bad. Real bad. They were up like 33 to 16 or something like that. Then TCU came back. I was listening to the Cyclone Longhorn game on the radio, and I mean, Texas played, they struggled a bit because Iowa State's defense that good, but Quinn Ears put on a show once again. I mean, him coming back has really helped Texas elevate to another level. Hunter Card, he's almost like Cooper Rush in some sort of way. Like, not a lot of people expect him to be good, but then he held Texas pretty good. I mean, they only, they had the overtime loss to. Texas Tech, but I mean Tech's a good team. Tech is a good team for sure, but I, I just can't trust Oklahoma State, especially of how they lost to TCU, and Quinn Ears is back, so I'm going to go with the Longhorns on this one. For some reason, I thought you were going to take Oklahoma State. I don't know why, um, but okay. And I, will ju- gonna, I will say Mark did pick Oklahoma State. Okay. Um, I'm going to be on the same page. I'm going to take I'm gonna take Texas. I, I, I just feel like Quinn Ewers, he's being the player that we thought he would be as being the number one player in that recruiting class for and then he moved over to he went from Ohio he forego he he decided not to do his senior year in high school uh, but that's whatever so but he's really Quinn Ewers is a good player he's a very good quarterback and like you said Oklahoma State they had a they blew that game against uh, TCU last week and I really don't think they can I I don't think they're going to be Texas I think Texas is going to win the over under not the over under the spread is six and a half for Texas I think Texas covers they'll win by more than that so uh, go ahead Blake Oh, I, I'm going to be a little bit different here. I'm going to pick uh, Oklahoma State uh, I because, I mean, that TCU loss, um, close game in the end. But, again, you know, they really blew that. I don't know with Texas, though. Um, they're one of those teams where I just get the feeling, you know, lost to Texas Tech, which, I mean, you know, that's pretty admirable. And then Alabama, I mean, you can't discount that. Should have won. Yeah, should have won that game. But I don't think Alabama is necessarily as good as they are, obviously, losing to Tennessee. So I think there's better teams in the SEC over there. Now getting back to Texas, um, I think the lose this one, you know, the ISU game was close. I think Iowa State, you know, should have won that game. And I don't really know how good Iowa State is. Um, I mean, they're 3-4 and four right now and 0-4 oh in conference play. Yep. So. But they're, they're just like Iowa. Like, their defense is only holding them. Their games are offense and they're really looking. So yep. exactly. that's why Texas struggled was because of their defense. Yep. So I, I like Oklahoma State because I feel like they're they're going to win some games here. Um, the I think TCU and Oklahoma State are your two standouts for the Big 12. So uh, I got to go Oklahoma State. So Steve Sarkeesian still looking for his first road Big 12 win. I didn't know that. That's pretty crazy to think about. <laughs> and uh, he's been with them for two years now? Yeah, I mean, I would have thought he would have won at least one on the road uh, in conference play. But uh, Texas comes into this one, I think, with now. They've got some momentum, obviously, a blowout win over their rivals and then another win last week. Close game against Iowa State. Tough loss, on the other hand, for Oklahoma State. But when I look at these two teams, uh, I I think I like Texas just a little more. Even though it's on the road, that's not going to be easy to go in and win there. But I think Quinn Ewers' uh, back is going to be the difference. So I'm I'm, going to take the Longhorns here. Okay. 
I've been thinking, I don't know, this this next game is weird, so. Number 25, Tulane, newly ranked, because JMU lost, uh, hosts the 4-3 and three Memphis Tigers. We can be quick on this one. Go ahead, uh, Blake. Well, um, the fans, or the match predictor on ESPN uh, says that Tulane is favored 68.2%, which I think is pretty large over uh, Memphis. Going back to their uh, past few games, uh, Memphis lost to ECU, lost to Houston. You know, Houston, not as good as I thought they'd be this year. I thought they'd be a lot stronger. Um, but and then you got Tulane, who beat Houston and beat ECU. I think this is going to be easy. I think it's Tulane. So. All right, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Tulane just straight up. Tulane is just the better team. It's gonna that Tulane defense is a lot better than a Memphis defense. So just give me Tulane. Simple. I say yeah, I'm with you guys on Tulane. Both these offenses ma- offenses match up pretty good, but that defense is way better than Memphis. So Memphis is allowing three hundred over three hundred passing yards allowed. Yeah, that's so that's just give me Tulane's defense. So Memphis, you, you mentioned the two loss or two of their losses. Um, that Houston game, they really blew that. I don't know if you guys saw it was a Friday night. I think it was during the Nebraska Rutgers game, but they had a huge lead yeah, over Houston, that. blew that, and then four four overtimes against uh, East Carolina last uh, this past weekend, lost that one 47-45. So I would say they're probably a little better than their four and three record. I think I'm going to take Tulane as well. Six and one now. They look pretty good, but I'll go with Tulane at home. But I, I will say Memphis covers. Tulane uh, favored here. So, I'll, I'll, but I'll, I'll take Memphis to cover. But Tulane wins the game. Okay. All right. The next one we can also be kind of quick on this one. Uh, BYU going on the road to take on Liberty. Uh, who you got, Charlie? <laughs> so BYU. Yeah, really thought. Kind of surprised. I guess Notre Dame and Arkansas aren't like terrible losses for them they had that game against Notre Dame in Vegas but they were up at I think they were 12 after going into the Oregon game which was their first loss after they had beat um, I think they had after beat they Baylor, beat Baylor, Baylor yeah. before that um, but since then yeah at home gave up 52 points to Arkansas last week uh, Arkansas you know that's not a bad loss losing to them uh, but I I think I'll, I'll take BYU on the road here, even though Liberty is 6-1. and one, uh, Kind of just looking at their schedule here, they, they went to Wake and had a good performance, only lost that game by one. But since then, not a whole lot of really good wins. So I think BYU is more battle-tested, so I'll take them on the road. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take BYU. Like you said, they, they've played tougher competition. I mean, like you said, Notre Dame, it's still Notre Dame. Arkansas, they weren't that good going in, but Arkansas is still a good team. That's still an SEC school. I mean, those are those are good losses. And Liberty, like you said, hasn't played really anybody. I know they're on the they're at home, but honestly, I think just BYU is just the better team. Uh, so give me the Cougs. Let's say I'll jump in right here. <laughs> <laughs> what a, how I said that? Yeah, I go love ahead. it. I love it. So. I'm going to jump in here real quick. I just see that you and I, Dylan, have pretty much the same picks. So I think with that, I'll just go the opposite end and go with Liberty. So, uh, okay. I, I just don't want to copy you, and I don't know. It just doesn't seem this right. This is a coin flip. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, really yeah, matter. but you mentioned Liberty hasn't really played anybody. They lost to Wake Forest by one, which 
they honestly came, came back and fought that one. Same. But then, Wake but then after that, that, I mean, after that, then they haven't really played anybody. Akron, Old Dominion, UMass, and G Web, whoever. Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb, yeah. So uh, FCS. They haven't really played anybody, but I'm just not going to copy you. So I'm going with Liberty, and Mark agrees as well. Yeah, I'll follow you, Anthony. I'll go with uh, Liberty as well. Um, you know, BYU again. Those are big. Those are losses that are considerable. I mean, Arkansas and Notre Dame you, again being battle tested. I love that word, Charlie, because um, or I love that phrase because that is so true. I mean, when you look at these matchups, um, taking account. Uh, like who they've played, that Wake Forest loss by one is huge. You know everything points to say BYU, but I think this is one of those games that you just can't predict. So I'm just gonna go Liberty. All right, so the next one, Minnesota is going on the road, prime time matchup on ABC into State College to take on number 16 Penn State, who is coming off a, let's just say they kind of got. Outplayed by uh, Michigan last just week. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just bit. a little bit. Yeah. First, but I first think, half was pretty good. Second half wasn't. So I'll go first here. I I think Penn State will um uh, get back on back into the win column this week. Minnesota. I feel like they were a little they were a little overhyped. The the first game they were ranked. They play again a good Purdue team, but they they didn't just looked. I know they only lost twenty to ten, but they did not look good in that game. Minnesota got demolished by Illinois last week. Again, the score doesn't show. Twenty six to seventeen, but Illinois held them to what was a twenty one passing yards. So like because so Tanner Morgan, who is known for his passing ability, Tanner Morgan got injured also, so they I had mean, a backup. Four but for but four for twelve for twenty one yards and an interception. They looked not good. I know Illinois has a good defense, but they're going to go against another good team. I don't see them winning at all. I think Penn State wins big in prime time. Say so I'm going to follow the Penn State hype train here. Mark agrees with you on Penn State. I'm also going to go with Penn State here. They're still they're still pretty pretty good here. I mean. Michigan just happened to be the better team at that time. So, um, Illinois or the Minnesota having back to back losses against Illinois and Purdue, they're just not that good right now. Um, I thought they were going to be possibly the ones, you know, because they started out 3 and 0, but now they're 1 and 2 since and not looking too good. Penn State's still, still pretty good. So, get, I'm going to go with them. You guys know if this is the whiteout game, they do one a year, but they play Ohio State next week. So, I. I don't know. Might be. I, it's usually like that. Usually, whenever they're on prime time under the lights, is when they do that one whiteout game every year. I but think this would be whiteouts because the uh, Ohio State game is at eleven uh, in the, the morning. It's the big noon kickoff for next week. So yeah, this would probably be whiteout if they're doing that. Yeah, I mean, so that's never easy. I mean, going to Penn State never easy, but I'm going to take Penn State to bounce back after a tough loss in Mich- at Michigan last week. So Penn State. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, this is one of those Big Ten games that it's actually going to be close. I know not. I know you guys aren't going to necessarily agree with that. I think Penn State will win, uh, just because I don't think that Michigan lost truly. I, I don't know. Going back to last year, they fell apart after that Iowa game. Granted, their quarterback did get injured, but I mean they really did not play the same the rest of the season. And I feel like this could be that loss for Penn State to where they could fall off the tracks a little bit there. But again, you know, if you just look at their stats, I mean. Uh, Points per game, 31.5. Total yards, 414.3. So, I don't know. I... I got to go with Penn State, like I said, but um, I think Minnesota will at least play a better game than they did against Illinois and Purdue. All right, so let's be, we don't have to really go 
deep on this next one. Uh, UCF is going on the road to take on East Carolina. Who you got, Anthony? Uh, I'm going to go with the surprise here. I'm going with East Carolina in this one. I think UCF, they're a pretty good team overall. I didn't know that they're uh, the coach from Auburn last year is now their coach there at UCF. I don't know. East Carolina, they... Ago. I'd say, yeah. But East Carolina, they have... A pretty, they've had pretty close losses. I mean, their two, the two lane loss, twenty four to nine, was their biggest loss. They beat out Memphis in four overtimes. They beat USF. They hung in with Navy. Almost beat North Carolina State at the beginning of the year. If only their kicker could kick. But I'm gonna go with the upset here. I'm going with East Carolina. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna take UCF. Uh, it's pretty hard to uh, pick against a team that put up seventy points last week against Temple. Uh, seventy to thirteen against Temple. Yeesh. That was whole like incredible play by the uh, UCF. Ironically, they were in their space uniforms, so they're they're gonna continue being undefeated in those uniforms. But it's still not an easy game going on the road into East Carolina. But I just think UCF's the better team. Like. I know East Carolina, like you said, is it's been they've been close with most of their losses, but um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna take UCF because of John Reese Plumley. Mark Mark also agrees with you on UCF on that. Uh, I think uh, UCF will win. I mean that Temple win, you know that's huge, and you can't ignore that. So I'm gonna go UCF as well. Um, they got a good off offense, looks good. Defense looks good, and giving up just 14 points a game, uh, going on the road, not gonna be easy. But I'm gonna take UCF in this one to keep it rolling here and get to six and one. Okay, so the final game, number 17, Kansas State, led by their quarterback Adrian Martinez, is going on the road take on the number eight TCU Horn Frogs who are coming off a comeback victory against Oklahoma State. Who you got, Blake? Well, I'm glad you started with me because, of course, I just got to mention this every time. I, I love saying it, but, you know, hey, I went to high school with Max Duggan. Uh, he was a senior while I was a freshman. <laughs> I got to point that out. Uh, love the guy. Fantastic football player. Watching him in high school see things that, I mean, just look like magic. Um, honestly, I mean, for the high school realm of football. But going into this game, you know, Adrian Martinez has picked it up a lot since his uh, first few games of the season where, you know, he had a terrible QBR. And then, obviously, what was it? The ever since Oklahoma, they, I say, ever Oklahoma. since the Big 12 conference play, he's been playing really good. Yep, yep. And he's really turned it around. Although, I think Max Duggan just has that clutch in him uh, at the end of these games. Obviously shown um, by their win uh, this past weekend. I got to go with TCU on this one. I think K-State. They're a strong team, but, you know, close win against Iowa State. Um, Texas Tech, they, they won over Oklahoma, which Oklahoma isn't relevant now. Um, and then a big win over Missouri. So, you know what? I, I got to go with TCU. I mean, they just look really strong right now. You cannot ignore them beating Oklahoma State. That is huge, and I think that's going to be huge for the team. So, Go ahead, Charlie. TCU. I'm going with TCU as well. Um, I think definitely the matchup to watch is going to be TCU's offense against Kansas State's defense. K-State defense only allowing 16 points a game. But I think TCU's offense at the end of the day is just going to be too much. Max Duggan playing great right now. So uh, I'm going to go with the Horn Frogs in this one, get to 7-0. and I am going to also take the Horn Frogs. I think this game is going to be a quarterback battle, I think. It's going to be a very interesting quarterback battle. We have Adrian Martinez, who runs a lot, versus Max Duggan, who is having a pretty good year with almost 1,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, and only one pick on the year. Yeah. 
Martinez, you know, he only has 900 yards and four touchdowns in the air, but that rush, that running ability is very tough to stop. But I just think TCU just is the overall better team. Being about being back at home, right? Yeah. So being at home and just, I think it's just going to play a factor, and I don't think Kansas State's going to be able to, to um, hold on or like be in the game. I think it'll be decently close, like the three and a half is the spread. So you can't you can't. Count Kansas State out. They're mm-hmm. a good team, but I think TCU is just gonna win. Okay, so Mark is agreeing with you, with all of you here. So I don't know. It's a pretty it's a pretty close game. Uh, you know, both these teams having three. Uh, well, TCU is having obviously a six six game win streak, being undefeated. But Kansas State, ever since losing to Lane, they really like got woken up pretty much, beating Oklahoma, who is not relevant anymore. Texas Tech still a decent team, and then barely escaped the Iowa State defense. So I don't know. I was watching the TCU Oklahoma State game in the tractor, going back and forth between this and the Alabama Tennessee game. I mean, you mentioned earlier, Charlie, 16 points allowed for Kansas State, but however, 45 points for offense on TCU. I It's a very it's close one. I'm going to go with Herb Street on this one. I'm going to go with Kansas State on this one. I, I just I believe more in Martinez and Vaughn duo than Max Duggan. Max Duggan is a good player. Don't get me wrong. I just, for some reason, I don't know what about him that I just don't trust. I mean... That, that hurts, Anthony. I thought I could trust you. That's oh. why I picked TCU because I wanted to set you up. Because I know Mark PT, uh, picked TCU, yeah. so I, I wanted to set you up on that one. But you also know who I was picking before this game too. To be so. fair, but it's gonna be one of those games decided in the fourth quarter. I don't think it's gonna be whoever it, has the ball last. Yeah, it's gonna be exactly yeah. like Tennessee, Alabama. I bet you one team's gonna fire off right away. And then here comes the other team. Then back and forth we go. Whoever has the ball last is going to win the game. I, I think K State like. will score first. I mean, that's what they've been doing lately. Like against Iowa State, they scored really quickly, and then they just didn't do anything. But ten nine, the fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they literally didn't do a single thing after that. But I just I think Kansas State will score f- score first. They will have they'll compete in this game. Mm-hmm. That defense will help them stay in it. But I just think, like I said, Max Duggan. This is a whole other team they haven't faced really. This this year, K State. Um, I mean, so I'm. I'm I think TCU just will take so care of business. It's, it's just. A, it's going to be a close game. I'm surprised. I mean, if it wasn't for UCLA being nine and Oregon being ten, game day would definitely be here. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, Adrian Martinez is. I want to say it. A dog. No, uh, Adrian Martinez this year, I feel like if you compare him to uh, Max Duggan, I think Adrian is more likely to make a mistake in those uh, in just situations of pressure. I mean, he's obviously clutched up a lot this year and has been able to close out games and win. But I feel like if you compare Max Duggan, who has one interception, to uh, Adrian Martinez, who you know hasn't really done a lot in the air. He's done some. But, I mean, they both can run. When Max is uh, pressured enough, he can run in and uh, do a lot of stuff. Reminds me a lot of... Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes where you know if he's forced out he will run not necessarily the greatest I think uh, Max can definitely use his legs but if they're put in a situation where you need to drive out of someone this could be like um, could be like an early fourth quarter mistake or something like that I feel like Adrian could be one that's more pressured into that than uh, Max Duggan because Max Duggan has been battle tested a lot uh, through some harsh games and same with Adrian Martinez they both have been but um, I think Max definitely has a mental toughness going into it so yeah I think <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm gonna call fight. it now. I'm gonna call it now. Adrian Martinez does. He pulls in Nebraska. Adrian Martinez and makes a mistake on the final. I, I mean, that's 
nothing he's going to throw a pick at the very end. And or he'll fumble. Something like that. Something will happen where like Kansas State's trying to score to tie the game or even take the lead, and yep. they'll find a way to blow it. Like, something's going to happen, I have a feeling. So, But yeah, this is a, this is, it's a very good game. This is a good game to end the pick because... It's I can't a, wait to big, watch It's a bigger one. game. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, that was the college football pickums. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, so, that's it for the day. We're not going to do cap or no cap since Mark's not here. Uh, and we also talked about the midseason awards and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'll hand it over back to Anthony to close us out. All right. So, thank you, Dylan. Uh, that was this week's episode of The Last Take. Just remember to follow our Instagram page, The Last Take Pod, with all lower caps. There, once again, DM us if you have have any session ideas you want that you want us to talk about i will mention as we as college football comes closer to an end once college football season does end we will move over kind of to postseason nfl play so that way we can talk a little bit more about football uh but we'll let you guys know about uh after football when that's completely over but as of right now let's focus on these big big week games and keep loving college football so signing off for everyone else at the last take this is anthony guma and we'll catch you on to the next one go big red Thank you.